Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Kara Faith on with us. She is a heart-centered, trustworthy, and intuitive healer who uses her finely tuned psychic and medium mediumistic abilities to guide you on a healing journey. So welcome to the show today, Kara. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you greatly, Andrea. So I would love to know a little bit about your background and, um, you know, basically your journey and tell me all of the things about, you know, the psychic, how did you get into that? I'm sure there's a story there and, um, all of your amazing talents. Thanks. Yeah. So it's definitely a wild journey. So I have loved to help people fall more in love with themselves and be empowered for quite a long time. And it's really taken all different steps of what that looks like. So it started out as a kid for myself, all about movement, really moving my body to help my body heal, to help my body feel emotions and just transform. Um, I love to dance. I love to work out in the gym. Sports was not working out for me. So then I started to read and I found the book fitness is my religion, uh, Madonna's personal trainer. And it's all about mind, body, soul connection. And I just felt in my body, you know, those like truth bumps of this is what I'm supposed to do. And I really want people to connect with their soul, connect with their mind and connect with their body. At 19 years old, I became a personal trainer and I, I didn't do good in school at all. I didn't do good. (coughs) So at 19 years old, I followed the breadcrumbs and I became a personal trainer, um, at a local gym when I was going to college. And the more and more I was doing that for my focus, I knew this was gold to me. So long story short, I was a full-time personal trainer. I loved helping them really fall more in love with themselves by really learning how to tune into their bodies. And at one point on this journey, somehow by the craziness of source, a book landed in my mailbox that I've never heard about, never seen before called The Journey by Brandon Bays. I started reading it. And my whole body just kept giving me the indicators of this is my next step. And this is what I have to provide for my clients to really help them dive even deeper into their whole wellness of well-being. So what is this book? So this book is the story of Brandon, who had a massive tumor in her belly, and she had a few weeks to live. Well, she's a holistic person also. She discovered how to go into the tumor and learn about what memory is stored in there, essentially from her inner child. And it was all based on unforgiveness. And when she felt abandoned, she healed that memory by going in and allowing her inner child to really speak and fully live those emotions that she suppressed and worked on the forgiveness of the other person who was involved in that story and healed it. Tumor was gone. She now teaches people how to do this journey. It could be for major fears you experienced. That was mine. Major emotions that you just cannot get to shift. 
um, really bad habits and behaviors that you might have. So at the back of this book, there's a script. I remember reading it and my body was just telling me, you have to do this for your clients. Okay. So then I started doing this for my clients. They came to my house. I've read it. They experienced really intense emotions and I would take them through it. So they would flow through it. And then of course, feel so much better on the other side. Well, my experience, I felt like crap. Mm. I had, I was in bed the next day. Why? Because I had no energetic protection. Mm. I didn't know at that time how supremely sensitive I was. I was getting hits and indicators that I was intuitive, but I didn't totally know how crazy intuitive I was until this all happened. So then somehow we'll say I manifested Brandon Bays to come to Fort Collins, Colorado herself, where she's usually in Africa teaching kids this. I go to this little event. I sit by a practitioner. She needs hours. She said, okay, so you're doing this for other people and you've never experienced it yourself. I'm going to do this for you for free. We do two sessions, massively life-changing. Um, I, she says to me, you are clearly very clairvoyant. You're very sensitive. Most of the energy that is around you and these blocks that you have and these fears that you have are not yours. You need to go back to school. You need to go to Boulder, Colorado to Psychic Horizons six-week class, how to heal yourself and learn these tools. I was so floored and excited because I started to play with angel cards and my angel cards were telling me, you have to go back to school and you're a medicine woman. Mm -hmm. And my logical mind was like, oh my God, are you serious? I suck at school. I'm not going to go back to school. And then this magical far off of what I would ever expect opportunity shows up on my path. I go to the school six weeks. I do it again massively shifting. Then I'm really revealed to me, I need to do the one year clairvoyant program. Now in this clairvoyant program, you are not just taught like how to be an intuitive and how to do all different healings and readings on people. You really get into your gunk. You really get into all your gunk. I be totally believe in past lives. You get into that. You get into your chakras. Um, you get into all these programming that are not yours. And the veil was completely removed from me of what my new truth is. So then I realized my soul was totally bored with being a personal trainer. I thought that was going to be my forever. I was shocked and I had to move forward with it. I thought I was a soul who would never travel. I was terrified of traveling by myself. Then I left personal training. I followed my soul and just said, God, send me where you need me to go. I swear I was going to live in Belgium for the rest of my life. I became a nanny there. I didn't know anyone. Um, and then I got received all these messages for kid programs that are all about self-love. Then I got sent to Italy to be a nanny, to receive this children's book that I was supposed to write. I had no idea I could write a book. Um, I essentially did not. I just received the message. <laughs> so the book is today I climb my tallest tree and that came through me. And then it came through me that I was supposed to teach kids yoga and dance programs um, called creative kids movement. And it's all about giving them the opportunity to listen to fantastic music 
and move with it, move with the lyrics, feel the lyrics, breathe with it, and really accept all emotions are beautiful. All emotions are beautiful. We really just identify ourselves with like two or three when there's like bazillion. So that came through, loved that. And then it just kept coming through even more, especially recently with where our world is, is I really am called to focus even more on my intuitive work, Spirit Speaks Intuitive, being a psychic medium, how that came about is a story in itself. Um, And then really helping people one-on-one and in my courses and in meditation groups of really ascend really evolve and really be open to what their soul is calling out for in order for them to ascend and evolve right now and really be in their present self. Um, And then recently photography has come in. And so it's all about how I can capture their soul and how I can capture their new essence that we're all being shown and all going through this like birth canal of renewal. And I'm just having a ball with it. So that's my story. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm like, man, I don't know, like any of these, all the threads that I can pull on. Um, kind of the first one that stuck out, this was like way back in the beginning of this story, but I wrote it down because I actually had this as part of my Sankopa last year. And I'm like, wow, um, you move your body to help your body feel emotions. And I love that. And that's like, that's something that it kind of dawned on me because, you know, obviously I've been in the personal training space as Mm -hmm. well. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of left it and, you know, I still have some clients that I've kept, but I don't accept new ones. And that I think was also why I was noticing. I'm like, yeah, this is why I move my body. It's not, you know, I feel great doing it, but I'm like, it really is how I can process through emotions. And I always have such insights. So I kind of wanted to pull on that thread um, a little bit more into your own story of like, how did you kind of discover that for yourself? And how did that evolution look like? You're not the first personal trainer that I've even had on the podcast who kind of left and for very similar things, you know, she works with the chakras and she works, you know, with finding that deeper sense of self, very similar to, you know, what you're doing. And, you know, obviously I'm in the Ayurvedic world and in that tune. And so I'm like, what is this thread of like the personal training where we, you know, is it some of us that pull and we feel something deeper here or what Mm -hmm. is kind of your pathway with that? So for me, yeah, it's just, I've loved how to stay connected to the body. And I think especially in a bigger picture, it's because I'm so connected up above with my intuition and the crown chakra and the cosmic energy is in order for me to feel safe, I have to feel connected to the earth and I have to stay in my body. And, but as a kid, what I knew of this was I loved to dance. I love to perform. It lit me up. I did not know how much I was okay with the tension until I performed in sixth grade shout. And I felt really being in my body. I felt my empowerment. I was okay with having this attention on me. I felt confident and I was not a confident kid. You know, I was shy and embarrassed and always felt I'm not worthy But when I moved on stage and I owned who I was, I felt like I was just it, you know, I was truly myself. And when I would watch dance videos of other people, my body would just react. I couldn't help it. It would naturally react. I would cry. I would feel my heart rate going. I would just, my, 
it was like as if my muscles were twitching as if I was doing what they were doing. And it was one of those things that I could not, you just can't hold it in. It's like, you can't hold in a burp. You know, it's like, I had to move and feel these emotions. And so then I did performing for a while for little shows. Um, and then now this is how I allow my inner child to really still be activated is when I watch dance shows and I feel that trigger. And I know that big, big dream of mine was to be, to be a Broadway star, to be able to sing, to be able to dance, because I would watch theater and be like, look at these actors that can go through all these ranges of emotions and we suppress them. And so, you know, working out at the gym, when you listen to music, it's like, oh my God, I'm feeling upset because I just went through a breakup, but I'm listening to this music and I feel it rolling through my body and I have to allow myself to move it and feel it. And then you come back from a workout and you usually feel better, or maybe you feel worse because you opened up those emotions and that's so healing. Mm. And if I don't move, my body totally hurts. Yeah. And my light goes out, you know, like I just get so lit up when I dance, when I perform and, um, I still do it. You know, I still make dance videos and performing videos. And when I hear from other people they are like, thank you, this is so inspiring me. I'm like, okay, this is why we have to do what lights us up and what our body is telling us to do, because we're creating that wave of vibration of joy. And I hope to inspire other people to do what their body is calling them out to do. I think this is a great segue into, you know, self-love. I know that's something that you talk about and mm -hmm. I would love to know what that kind of looks like for you. Um, and we'll start there. What does sure. that mean to you and what does it look like? So, I mean, first off, we'll just say that I most definitely have a loud inner critic, a loud judge um, allowed, you are not worthy. You are not enough. And with all the self-work that I've done, I just know how vital it is to love yourself first. And that I know we all know this, but do, can we really create the space to allow it and to sit into it? So a simple way that I do it on a regular basis is ask myself, ask my soul, like, so if I were to ask my mind, you know, many years ago when I was personal training, what do you want to do? It'd be like, yeah, be a personal trainer because of all this logic. Self-love is asking the soul and the body what expands you and my soul. I want to travel. I want to write. I want to do this for people. So today, present time, it's today. What do you want to do? And even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not the logical entrepreneurial marketing ideas, I have to do it because that's self-love. And that is really trusting yourself, trusting the inner genius that is guiding you and trusting you, the inner genius that has just really created you and is so full of creativity. I do this with whatever I eat. I really ask my body, what can you handle? Cause I'm like over the top, supremely sensitive with everything. So I have to ask, what can you handle right now and how much? And unfortunately, it's a lot of times not what the taste buds would want, <laughs> you know, but it's that self-love of my, my higher self saying, thank you, Kara, for listening. You know, you don't want to be overwhelmed with certain foods. You want to stay balanced. 
Um, and then, you know, other things um, to name a few is like really making it a priority to meditate and connect with the earth and connect with my guides and connect with my breath and putting my health as the most important thing <laughs> and really having that the most important thing. And that that's been funny for me because it's like, oh my gosh, how much I focus on my health. It's like, what else can I do in the day? You know, but I just know the big picture, how it's going to pay off. It's going to all work out when I put my health first, when I put my needs first, and then I can give so much to the world and be my sole purpose. I love that. And I, I mean, I think for myself, I don't like my inner critic. I don't know if I've just somehow quieted it or I ignore, like I've heard, and this is just from friends throughout the years, you know, there's just people who have that really tough inner critic and it's always kind of that self doubt and just kind of like putting themselves down. Like nothing is ever good enough. Um, you know, if someone's kind of listening and they're like, man, I self-love is something I really struggle with because that self-critic just shuts everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any tips for people who might be just stuck in those habit loops? Is this something that's, you know, easy to break or you have to kind of push through once to kind of build up that trust? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a great question. So the two things that really bubble up in me that I work with often is allowing whatever usually rough and tough emotion wants to be present in your body to be present. So for instance, of if I have this major fear of feeling like a failure. So then my inner critic is like, yeah, Cara, let me show you all these ways that it will think it looks like a failure. And it's just going to want to stop me and prevent me from doing anything. We are not taught to love this. It's just like the beach ball being pushed down into the water. And this inner failure that just wants attention and love is going to eventually pop and it could probably be really intense and stressful. Instead, this inner failure just wants to have space, let it speak to you. So I would advise, you know, if someone, if they're not really knowing what it is of what is this big block, what is this voice um, every day, maybe like for a week or something, do free flow writing where you, you can write with your opposite hand to allow this inner critic to really speak and just go on a rampage, get it out. I am not about just put affirmations on top of it. You have to allow it to speak and to feel pour it with love and to tell yourself for that example that I gave of it is safe for me to feel like a failure in my body. And when you say that and feel that you can just, you know, even if you're like, yeah, I don't really believe that, but just to keep saying that you're going to feel it stretch. You're going to feel it soften. You're going to feel it quiet. It is safe for me to feel embarrassed in my body because it got stored at one point that you probably don't remember when you were a kid and it's just going to be there having a tantrum Mm -hmm. until you really tell it it's allowed to be there you can be there. And I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to love you. Even if you feel like a failure, even if you feel like you're not worthy, and I'm still going to take this action 
because I am the adult now, I'm the parent, I'm the mom. So how to really be the mother or the father to yourself and let those emotions and those um, scripts, you know, that really run, try to run the show to let it just run through you, journal it out, speak it out, feel it come through your throat chakra, feel it move through your heart. And that's how you're also going to connect to your body. I'm just all about speaking through the throat, you know, really allowing this to move through your body. Um, I love tapping. So with that, I love it because again, you're giving it a voice. So you're really getting to, to the root. I've had someone help me write the script. So, you know, if people can maybe find someone to help them write scripts. Um, they can just talk through them of what their typical patterns have been that they just kind of swirl around throughout their life. And then they'll eventually get to the root. Um, and that's what I love helping with my clients of getting to the root cause. What memory was it as a kid? And now to tell yourself, it's okay. You're allowed to be there. You can feel this. You are safe. And then I love to do the tapping. You know, if I get triggered of like, I'm not worthy. So I let that voice speak. And then in the, um, the script, it says, and I'm ready to shift this. And then you're tapping on and you're speaking out loud and you're feeling your new truth. So you're creating a new future. I want to go to the, the journaling piece. Cause actually, this actually just came up um, this past weekend with a friend and she was like, Oh, cause I said, Oh, journal, you know, 10 minutes, just let it flow. And she said, she feels like she's doing it wrong or like she gets stuck. Like she said, what am I supposed to write? Is there any tips for people who might be just stuck so much in their heads? They're like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, today present time is actually full moon. And so I love telling this to clients full moon, even if you just do this once a month or twice a month to merge with the magic of the moon. So we'll start with full moon. Full moon is all about forgiveness from what I understand. Full moon. We really, we don't know why, if we're not totally, you know, tuned into it, but we're like, why are we feeling all these raging emotions or I can't sleep? Well, it's because it's shining light on our shadows. It's really shining light on what we really want to suppress. And it's time to fall in love with it. And it's time to forgive it. So for people to do a ritual where if you can, I say light a candle, you know, let that really make it be sacred and let that represent the light of the moon and saying, I'm ready to shine light on what it is I'm ready to forgive. And I do this and more often than not, it's myself who I am forgiving. Rarely comes up another person. And it is so amazing to me when it's like the same memories that I've been healing and you have to still love that of like, we are onions, you know, there's all these layers and it still wants to be forgiven. It still wants to be loved. So to start with that of just, um, okay, what wants to be forgiven right now? And just, even if it's loops, even if your body just needs to do loops for a bit, something will come through. And to really be committed to yourself. Um, another thing is to draw out like Oracle cards, angel cards, you know, just if you let one fall, if you just pull one with your hands, let that be your prompt and see how that affects you. 
of I'm going to try it for a week. I'm going to try it for a month. Wow. You know, after a while, those really did match and line up with my life. And now I'm feeling more connected to me and I'm feeling less in my head about it. And then new moon is about what new seeds, you know, a fresh new beginning, what new seeds, what new start do I want to really open up? And if people are stuck in that too, of, I would advise, you know, start with your breath, start with closing your eyes and envisioning the earth underneath your feet and breathe with her and take in her breath, take in her present time and just really, and put your hand on your heart and continue to ask and bowing to your heart. What do you know? You know, heart, what do you know? And just take your pen and write out whatever's the first thing that comes to mind. Even if you're like cussing at yourself about it, of like, this is the stupidest thing, you know, (laughs) get it out. It needs to come. You got to swim through the gunk, let it come through and something gold, it will absolutely come through. And that again is leaning into that self-love that no matter what comes through me, I still matter. I still am love. And I trust I am on the right path. And this is all perfectly where it's meant to be. I love that. That's beautiful. And I love working with the new and full moon. So that's perfect. Um, And one thing that you've mentioned a few times now is the inner child. And I just want to make sure in case people are like, oh, I've heard her say that, but I'm not quite sure, you know, what, what does Cara mean by, what is this inner child she speaks of? So can you chat about what an inner child is um, and maybe, you know, how you discover that in your own life? If you're thinking, shoot, what is my inner child wanting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the inner child, I would just say is all of our ages stored in our body up until we were an adult. So my inner child who maybe likes to run the show most of the time might be five. Why is that? It could be because that's when she really got um, suppressed, you know, where like I really was tuned into my, um, my intuition one through four. And then, and this is like true story. And then I turned it off when I got into school and I turned off those abilities because I wanted to be safe. So my inner child, that younger self who got suppressed, she needs to speak. She needs to come out. And the inner child of myself who who loves to play in the closet with clothes and how who loves to go out on stage and that I just feel it's so vital for all of us to tune in and ask that. That could be another journal prompt of what was it as a kid that I love to do that is no longer in my life? And to maybe ask the question, you know, why is that? And get a little deeper. And sometimes you can just let that go and just really ask, okay, how can I bring this more into my life now and make it present? Why is that important? because it is your joy. It is your play. It is your creativity. It is your, I think God given right. And that so many of us turn off this inner child. And that, that is why I think there's so many problems in the world. It's really just inner children who didn't get to express and feel the traumas that they went through. If it was emotional or physical or everything. 
And so then they're just acting out and they're arguing with each other as adults. So how to just tune in and allow, you know, that healing to take place and to allow that spark in your eye and that playfulness in your eye to come out and play. And then you're just opening up to such a higher level of vibration of love. And I think with that, you're absolutely helping heal the world. Do you think everyone has an age where they shut it down? Or do you think, like, I'm trying to even think of myself because I'm like, I was a pretty out there child. And I mean, child as in, in high school as well. Like I wore my dad's corduroy pants to school. Didn't care. I used to buy little girls like pajamas and wear those as shirts, like Powderpuff girls. I, I mean, I was like, I wore hot pink outfits to school. I didn't care. And me and my two younger brothers were all the same. And so everyone's like, well, you had really good parents that brought you up. So I have three brothers, but my, my, I don't think he's listening, but my next oldest, you know, he is much more quiet and shy, but he Mm -hmm. actually had a really bad accident. Um, Mm -hmm. and he got ran over by a skid loader, like, right. Like, you know, kind of in that sacral chakra region. So I'm like, could that have like been an age where maybe he started suppressing things Mm -hmm. because of that accident? Cause otherwise on paper, like we, I mean, me and my other two brothers, we just did weird things and just didn't care. Like yes. that's how my parents raised us. And then that one brother with that accident, because as we were talking, I was like, huh, I didn't even, you know, when you're talking to little kids, but can accidents also maybe shut down things like huge, this? Huge, a thousand percent. So interesting. Because we're energetic beings. And especially when we feel pain and what our mind does also wants to shut it off. It wants to say it's okay. It doesn't want to remember it properly. And then it, the body's like, I'm going to shut this down because why our body is all about safety and protection. And that's what fear is also. And so that's, what's the most fascinating thing that organically, this is how my spirit speaks intuitive sessions have just happened where I just rant, like a client says something of, well, why isn't my business going in this direction when I really want it to? And then I'm just asking their soul and source, what do I need to know? And I say, what happened when you're 18? That was massive. And they're like, oh gosh. Okay. So I haven't thought about that in forever. Oh yeah. I was in this, this accident or my parents got divorced and I thought it was my fault. And so then I'm like, why is your um, third chakra really shut down? They didn't know it was, but it is because their power center shut down because they took it as this is my fault. Even if their minds doesn't totally think of that, but the body does, the soul does. And then it absolutely manifests as an adult and it just bleeds into their life. So I don't know if, you know, if, not everyone has had suppression. That's absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) But I think it could also just be about at times, if you didn't feel safe to speak your truth, because at the time you didn't know how to, how to handle it. You know, one example that I just witnessed from this other coach and a woman is that she was just told she wasn't pretty enough to be in a beauty pageant. And so she was, she didn't know how to process that at that like age of six or something. So she just stored it, stored it in her body. And she didn't think of that at all until she was like 50. And this coach is like seeing it in her and pulling it out of her. So it's just, we never know what happened to our little inner child and what they maybe seem like is totally fine, but they really just wanted to speak out something and say their truth. 
And because we're, I feel like as kids, what's our most, you know, biggest priority for our parents to love us, even if they're not good parents, we want them to love us and we want to be accepted. So that's what I love providing for people of let's just see how we can pull that out and speak it out and let it be freed, really let it be freed. And so, you know, for you, it's like how fantastic, even just to really ask your inner child of like, maybe you already do of like, Hey, do you want to wear those kind of clothes now? You know, like, let's do this, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So- I wear my golden girl sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> This is where, but I lost that, but I I lost that at a piece. Um, and it was more in my, like when I first started my business, cause I was like, I must be professional. My friends are wearing, you know, like their nice long Adidas long sleeve shirts. So I like had all this wardrobe of like, this is what I should look like as a personal trainer to look professional. And I was like, this is just not me. You know, I'm like, give me my Jetson sweatshirt, my golden girl sweatshirt. I'm like, this is, that is more me. But I totally did. Like when I first started my business, cause I was like, well, I have to be seen as professional. And then as the years went on, I don't know if just probably my inner child is like, no, this is get rid of this. This is not you. And, you know, I slowly went back, you know, to my, to my old ways, but I mean, I can see it kind of weave in and out. And I suppose it is a fight for me, uh, which actually went probably a couple of weeks ago. My business coach had told me that too, of kind of that insight of like, when, for when myself, you know, this isn't for everyone, but like when I'm like dragging my feet on something or it just doesn't, she's like, that's you, that's a no for you. She's like, when you want to get things done, you get things done. And I think that's kind of like that inner child too. Like if I'm dragging my feet or like, Oh, is this right for me? It's, it's, it's a no, like instantly I, I know if it's a yes. So I think that it shows up, but in just different, different ways, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, Oh, is there anything else that I, I mean, I probably have something, um, that I'm not going to spend 10 minutes right now going through, but I, I mean, I think that is, um, I think that is useful for people too, if they're like, oh yeah, an accident or stuff like that, that could have happened that, you know, you wouldn't put two and two together maybe on paper. And you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to give the impression that inner child only means like challenging times by any means, because it just means it's like for my inner child, one example, there's like so many, of course, within me, but, um, is that she loved clothes. I would dream. I still do of closets full of clothes that aren't mine. And it's just all matches and they're perfect for me. Um, so how to let her still be alive in me and feel that joy and that love of her is I still allow myself to, um, design clothes. I don't know how to sew, you know, the adult logical mind is like, why would you do that? Cara? How would you ever make money out of that? You don't have the skills. Like, that's not your profession. You're this, but the inner child still is alive in me. We all have this in us. And I feel it's essential for our health, for our well-being, for our chakras to really be open is to allow that self who you came into the world with. You were so pure. You knew who you were. You knew what you loved. And if your only reason for not having it still in your life is because I'm an adult and like, how would it get me a job or a partner? It needs to be in your life. <laughs> I think that's, that's a huge one. I mean, the, the piece of the, but I have to make money doing this, yes. but I mean, that stops so many of us. Like, is this wasting yes. my time? My best yes. friend, a great example of her own is like tennis was her thing. And that's her passion or love. And she stopped playing 
Cause she's like, well, you know, is this just frivolous of me wanting to do it? And then she started playing again. She's like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. I look yes. forward to it every single, you know, like she goes three times a week. Yes. She's like, those are my favorite days. I have like my routines and that's her passion. And so I'm like, of course, you know, like taking those yes. things away from us, like we, we need those to shine. So yes. I, I mean, I think that's that stuff like that, where you're like, oh gosh, I used to love this and I got away from it. Yes. Get yes. back into it. Yes. Yes. And this is where we get stuck of, you know, all these people thinking, what is my purpose? Meaning purpose is my career. Yes. And I'm here to tell you, sweethearts, it does not mean it's your career. It means who you are. That is your purpose. Her purpose is to play tennis. Why? Because it lights up her soul. She then changes the people around her. We are energy. We are all about vibrations. If she has a partner, I'm sure her partner sees the effects. Her creativity is on more. Her wealth vibe is on more. Why? Because she's saying, I love you to herself. Mm -hmm. She's telling her inner child, you are important. You do have a voice. You came into this world knowing you're supposed to do this, play tennis, because who knows why? And I'm going to let you keep doing it because you're human. You're not here just to be a machine and work. You're here to love and be in your body and move and, you know, use these gifts that we're given and just see where they go and be unattached, be unattached to what's the outcome. Just all you know is I love it. Do you, as you know, cause you've had some different iterations of what you've done career-wise and, mm-hmm. you know, running a business, like I've also shifted. Do you think it's um, like, I don't even want to use normal, but I don't know the word for it. Like normal for us to kind of go through those cycles of like, this is my passion. Like I started as personal trainer and I loved it, but mm-hmm. then it was time to move on. And then now maybe whatever you're doing, great. I love it for a while. And then maybe it's time to move on in yes. 10 years. Do you think that is something that maybe we need to embrace more than thinking, yes. I'm going to be a personal trainer for the next 50 years, or I'm going to do this for the next 50 years. Yes. Yes. Beautiful question. Because I think it's more normal for us to just vary with our work. Why? Because we are evolving beings and all we need to know is right now. We are so conditioned to plan for the future, to be stuck on that idea of why, who it's going to please you know, how proud we're going to be, how society's going to respond to us. Not because right now my body wants to do this and you might be healing a past life thing. You might be healing something from when you were five and you're called to do this career for two weeks. And that is called inner trust. That is called self-love. And that is called really evolving and just really ascending into who you're being called to do. And I think that's what was a massive purpose of 2020 and 2021 to really take note and assess how is this job working out for me? How is this relationship working out for me? Because we're going into this totally different um, vibration of we can't do that anymore. We're really being called to get even closer to our soul. And so our soul is going to go on a journey. I mean, that's like call, how many people use their college degrees and how to release that shame, release that guilt and just be with it and accept it and fully have um, all the gifts that you learned about yourself, not the degree that is in your hands. 
Okay. I feel like that's a great, um, you know, kind of wrapping up of our conversation and um, so good. So good. Uh, I want to know though, first, cause you wrote a book um, yes. and I want to know about, you know, today I climb my tallest tree. So who did you write it for? What is the message um, and who would benefit from reading it? Wow. Thank you. So I'll just say, I feel like I first wrote it. It was another for myself. Um, I just kind of spirit just kind of said, you're supposed to write this and it's going to help all ages. Um, and it's a whimsical story about girl who discovers self-love while she's out on her quest to find her name. So she's all in nature. Um, and she meets all these different, very magical friends. And she really turns even more into her heart truth, into her own voice, really knowing what is her path. So when I was receiving this, it was the most wild thing. It was like, I was watching it on a computer screen and I was like, who is writing this? <laughs> but of course it was like me and my story and these characters and these people in my own life coming through as these characters. So it was so healing for me to give it a voice, to get it out there. And it's for all ages. I mean, my 94 year old grandmother loved it. And she was like critical. She read it many times. She found it very valuable. It's really easy to read. I've had adult men, one who read it to his third grade class and was crying and couldn't get through it. So it just really opens up in you of empowerment and how to just shed the book of shoulds and that's in there too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I wrote it of course for children because children just came through my life to work with them at 18. Um, I did all different stuff for them. And then I started doing, you know, all the empowerment classes and stuff. And so I am pretty adamant about kids desperately need to know how to love themselves mm -hmm. and that I wish, you know, I had that even more within myself as a kid. And I wish the question of the day that parents and, you know, anyone around them would ask is, did you love yourself today? Mm. Not how did you do in school? Did you make a friend? Like those are kind of later questions. Mm. <laughs> the most important thing is how did you love yourself today? And knowing that you make, that's how you make a difference. Mm. And so I just wanted this. I still want this book to go into all the hands and the hearts who are just ready to be reminded of how to trust yourself and to be on your own path and how to listen to your own voice and really follow the cues and for kids to have permission of, oh my gosh, okay, I can accept myself and I can listen to myself and I am magical. And that, you know, it's like we all, I think have gone through different times where we weren't believed as kids. And I wanted to be told, I believe you. And so it's just me speaking to my inner child. And that's, I just feel my biggest urge is to help pour that into all other children now to help change their future. And even adults, you know, it's never too late. So love it. Um, well, where can people find you if they're like, yes, I want to connect with Kara, um, where can I find you? So my website is a great place. It's spiritspeaksintuitive.net. And then on Instagram and Facebook, um, I'm Spirit Speaks Intuitive. And then the book is on Amazon. 
Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. And I just have one final question for you. I always like to finish with a weekly challenge. And when I have a guest on, I have you throw out the challenge for everyone. So what would you like it to be this week? Let's do to write out, allow yourself to do a free flowing exercise of maybe three pages or less of asking, what did I do as a child that I loved to do and just remember it, you know, write out remembering it and allow those bubbles to come up and allow your body to feel what it was like to collect rocks, to dance, to play with Barbies, to paint, to play with cars and just go there again. And then ask yourself, how can I incorporate this into my life now? Even if it's in a small way, how can I incorporate this into my life? And a double challenge is to then tell this to a friend, you know, really have that verbal commitment. I commit to playing with trucks once a month this month. Will you hold me to that? And then we're going to go celebrate by doing whatever this is that I did it. I followed through. I listened and I made time for it. And I know that that matters and just let it build off and just see where it takes you after that. Love it. Well, thank you so much for that. And I will definitely be doing the challenge. So thanks. Oh my God. It's so fun. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Cara, for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge with us and everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Yes. Thank you. Oh, so greatly. You're so amazing.